Hi, this is Eric Archilla with 1865 The Audio Drama. Get ready to steep yourself in some good conversation with Candy and Ashley on Scandal Water. Where the tea is hot and the conversation lively. Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale. Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. Silver screen appears. Stories about the stage and screen and everything in between. So come on and join the fun. The curtain opens in three, two, one. Happy 100th, Ashley. I can't believe it. We're here. We've done it. A hundred episodes. So today, the day this airs is August 8th, and it marks our 100th episode. We are beyond excited. Yes, we are. So today we're going to celebrate. Thank you to those of you who wrote in or sent us audio clips. We're going to be hearing from you all in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But first, we wanted to acknowledge that this is a special day beyond the fact that it's our 100th. Ashley, why don't you remind them what else is going on today? It is also National Happiness Happens Day. Mm And it's International Cat Day. Which seems very, very appropriate. It is. As we record this, I have my cat that you have all not heard of very often, which is Willow, my daughter cat. She is at my feet right now. She (laughs) wanted me to rub her face. And then Scotty is snoring in the chair behind us. Yes. As he likes to do. Oh, yeah. He's all all swirled up like a little mouse. (laughs) So you thought that it might be a good idea for me to tell everybody kind of a little personal story about Scotty's origin right? His adoption story. So we'll start with that. And I have had Scotty since January of 2017. So he just turned 10, I do believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I adopted him when he was around four years old. So I have made a habit of going to the, what was the kitty cottage or the the Humane Society every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for several years now. I mean, I'm off and on, you know, going. And there was this little kitten that was brought in and he was a bottle baby, which means that he was Mm -hmm. so tiny that he went out to one of the volunteers and he was being bottle fed. Mm -hmm. Well, as he was gone, I chose another adult cat to adopt from there. His name was Simon. Simon, and I spent four wonderful years with Simon and he unexpectedly passed away on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, which devastated yeah. me. And but anyway, in the meantime, I had been visiting the kitty cottage and I had been visiting Scotty, whose name was Wiley at that time. He was mm-hmm. a kitten named Wiley and I would go and see him and he would play and I would call to him and he would curl up in my lap and he was just this precious little kitten. But I already had a cat, you know, so mm-hmm. but I always thought like if I ever get another cat from here, this is who I'm going to adopt. So when something happened, happened to Simon, I, again, was devastated. And I I got a call from the Humane Society and they said, look, Wiley is really sick. Mm. And he had a sinus infection and I was not able to visit him for quite a while, months, Mm. in fact. And when I went to visit him again, he was kind of ignoring me and he Mm. wasn't as friendly as he was before. And he was getting really thin. And they told me, they said, look, he's not eating. He's not doing well. He could be a casualty within days. Right. So I had just lost 
saw Simon. I talked to Brian. I said, I can't, I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. This is my little buddy at this humane society. Can we bring him home and just see what happens? And I said, look, but if he, if he recovers, I want to keep him. Right. And so Brian said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Okay. And I had just been cast in the show, The Miracle Worker, which I've talked Mm -hmm. about a bunch. And when I brought him home, they said, you need to keep him away from all the other cats because we had a couple other cats in the house at that point. And you need to just make sure that if he's sick, he's not going to spread it to your other cats and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I pretty well spent like a week locked in my bedroom. Just the two of you. Just the two of us. Learning my lines for the miracle worker. (laughs) Well, (laughs) while nursing a cat. While nursing this cat. And he was so, so thin. And I soon figured out why is he's a beta eater. And that's my term. I don't know if it's a real term or not, Mm. but he will let everybody else in the room eat before he does. And if he's at the food bowl and if another cat muscles in, he'll just back off and let them. Mm. He lived in a room with 70 other cats. He was weak because he was never getting food. So the first week that he's here, he does nothing but eat and sleep, eat and sleep. And then I had a little cage for him. So when I left, I would leave the bedroom door open. I put him in his little cage for him to sleep. And I came home and I thought, oh my gosh, he's passed away because he was dead asleep. Hmm. And I would say I had renamed him Scotty because I had a dog named Riley and Wiley and Riley was too close together. Mm -hmm. So I did Scotty, as you guys know, for Michael Scott and also great Scott from Back to the Future. Yes. And I realized that he was completely deaf. He he used to be able to hear as a kitten. So, so the reason he was not coming to me as much at the kitty he cottage, couldn't he couldn't hear, hear he couldn't hear me call him. And even the people at the kitty cottage, I said, do you guys realize that he is stone deaf? And they had no idea. So when he was asleep, he didn't hear me come in. Right. And then when I tapped on the cage, it woke him up and they had a test. They said, okay, well, shake some keys at his back or snap your fingers like this behind his back. And if he doesn't turn around, that means he can't hear it he can't hear it he wow. can't he cannot hear anything anyway i just i realized i'm in the miracle worker and i have just adopted a deaf cat yeah that's that's yeah. crazy but after he recovered and he's gained weight and his fur came in and but this sinus infection that he got as a kitten has haunted him mm-hmm. for the rest of his life i have tried absolutely everything we've mm-hmm. given him all kinds of medicine it just doesn't stop he has yeah. this permanent sinus issue sometimes it gets better sometimes it gets worse mm-hmm. sometimes it's based on the outside i can't let him outside because he can't hear so he really misses that I wish we had a catio that I give him where he could enjoy the sun but that is my little dude and he is a monster (laughs) he is so spoiled and Brian will say you you spoil him and I'm like and (laughs) and but he has he is just the light of my life and I adore him and I'm gonna be a mess if anything happens to him but I I love him deeply and truly and Mm -hmm. he just wakes me up in the middle of night he sneezes on me (laughs) it doesn't matter I love him beyond belief and he's been a great companion he hasn't been a great great he's definitely a podcast he is a podcast yes Yes, yes, he definitely is. He's with us right now, and we have to get him his favorite little blanket so he will sleep <laughs> and behave himself. And he's like a toddler. We have to schedule our times to record around his nap time. Because Although, if we don't, he'll be on the table breathing in the microphone. But it is kind of cute sometimes when yeah. you hear when you hear him in the background. Yes, it is. Yes. So, well, I love it. You told the story on International Cat. I did. Now that we go from International Cat Day, let's go into National Happiness Happens Day because the podcast makes us happy. Absolutely. And let's talk about some of the listener things that some of our friends that sent in some some shout outs. And our first one, I think, comes from Elizabeth. 
pinkies up and sending cheers to Ashley and Candy of Scandal Water Podcast. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I love everything you've done and brought to the table so far and can't wait to hear all the wonderful things you're going to be bringing in the future. So congratulations and enjoy your cup of tea. Much love from Elizabeth in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you, Elizabeth. Oh, that was so sweet. Yes, it was. We have another one. It's not an audio clip, but we have a written message that mm-hmm. came in from Keith. Here's what this one says. First of all, congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you, Keith. I started out listening because you're my friends. He's a good friend. He is a good friend. <laughs> I thought, well, someone needs to support them. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> I figured I'd get bored with it and fade away. <laughs> Thanks, man. Man, was I wrong. I really look forward to each new episode because you cover so many different topics. I find myself wondering what's going to unfold this week. I do love movies, but don't really have much knowledge of older content. So my favorite episodes involve the dissection of these movies, such as War of the Worlds and Lucy and Desi. It's very interesting to find out the backstory of a movie, film, or stage production, especially when I'm probably not going to research it myself. That's what we're here for, man. (laughs) Scandalwater is very well structured. The ladies have a lot of fun while still keeping the content relevant without a lot of nonsense filler material. I highly recommend it to everyone and look forward to the next 100. Oh, thank you. So sweet. Yes. Yeah. And our next one is from Randall. He says, he wrote in, he said two questions. As actors, what has been a favorite character that you've played? Secondly, and most importantly, what is your favorite dinosaur? Signed, a big fan. (laughs) Okay, so Candy, what's your favorite character that you've played? That's hard because I have liked a lot of different characters. Yeah. But it has to go to Bella in Gaslight. Yeah, you were Mm -hmm. incredible in that. Oh, thank you. You really, really were. It's just such a great character. I I think the reason why I would choose her is because it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. It was challenging because I I think I've even mentioned this before. At first, I didn't think I was going to identify with her. And then I felt like I actually came to understand her and, you know, that felt, that felt good. Mm -hmm. And then I love the audience reaction. It was such a suspenseful play and the audience was so good. I remember they were like, he forgot his hat, get his hat. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. That, that would be my favorite. What's yours? Um, I got to go with Annie. Yeah. I got to go with Annie. She changed my life Mm -hmm. and she just ignited. I already loved history, but being her and just playing the historical real person, it was a it was a pivot point in my life mm-hmm. and it just has been nothing but positive. I have yeah. no negative, no negative experiences. It was my first time having a lead. It's my first time playing this complex, difficult person. Mm-hmm. I don't mean difficult in that she was difficult, but it was difficult to play her because she mm-hmm. was so complex and there were so many things like sign language and so much stuff that you had to do. But she was so brave and she made me a braver, better person. Mm-hmm. So it's always gonna be Annie. What's your favorite dinosaur? Well, I'm probably giving you the boring answer because this is, I, I'm sure this is the standard response, but I have to go with the T-Rex. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I think it is the most popular dinosaur. Yeah. And I was thinking about this because over the weekend, was it over the weekend? We saw little snippets of Jurassic Park lost world Mm -hmm. and so it made me start thinking about all the different dinosaurs in the jurassic world franchise and a t-rex has appeared in every single movie hasn't it yeah i think so i mean it's just i think it's the biggest in my mind it's Mm -hmm. the scariest Mm -hmm. because it's such a predator it just strikes you as being so smart like you feel like there's actually intelligence there and so that adds this this whole element to it i like a t-rex i am gonna have to say that if we're going with favorite dinosaur from the jurassic park films i'm with you the t-rex 
Like, she's my girl. I love her. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, you take those movies out of it, like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Yeah, I think it's open to any it's dinosaur. It's open to any dinosaur. And I like the, I don't know if we call them brontosauruses or brachiosauruses, the ones with the really long necks. I've mm-hmm. discovered I like animals with really long necks. Because <laughs> I got a long neck. I don't know. Maybe I identify. I don't think I can choose between the two of them. So they're like tied for, So one's tight. a predator and the other one's very gentle, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like the two sides of me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I just love, I love, I think they called her, wasn't her name Roberta in they called her Roberta or something that was her name the female T-Rex but she's my girl well Jennifer another friend of the show also wrote in and she wrote happy 100th episode Candy and Ashley I'm so proud of you and look forward to each Tuesday when a new episode drops to hear what the ladies say I've been listening to you from the beginning know you both have a passion for the theater and can feel the enthusiasm you have for each topic during each episode Aww. and then she has a question for us I'm wondering will you share the greatest joy each of you have found in producing Scandal Water each week and the greatest challenge you faced that actually turned into a really proud moment Ooh, that one oh, takes yeah. a little thinking I think that my greatest joy and my greatest challenge are kind of interwoven. So the greatest joy for me is for us to, well, I mean, it's a joy to see you more often and to (laughs) talk to you about stuff that we enjoy together. But the greatest joy has been in meeting these other Mm. people Mm -hmm. and being able to interview them. But it was also a challenge because we weren't quite sure how to get Zoom to work. And are we going to be good (laughs) at interviewing? Are we going to be believable? Are Mm -hmm. people going to take us seriously? So that was a challenge for me. For me, I remember Tommy Dew was our very first interview and we were beyond nervous. But he was a great first interview because he made us feel so relaxed and made us feel like we could do this. And so that has been a particular joy is to talk to people and then, oh my gosh, be able to admire people and say, Mm -hmm. hey, Don McLean, I really think your song is cool. And for them to him to then send us an audio clip and talk Mm -hmm. back to us. Oh, yeah. What in the world? What world are we in? This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so many, so many exciting moments and fun moments through this. I would totally agree with you. Just to give a different answer, this is something I may have mentioned before as well, but I was surprised when we fell into this process, exactly how complicated it is. It is very. I, I mean, had we known, I'm not sure we would have ever <laughs> attempted it. it. No. no, we had that fool's knowledge of, oh, this isn't going to be, let's just do this. Let's start a podcast. Exactly. It exactly. can't be that hard. We were so clueless that we kind of had that can-do attitude. And I'm so glad now that we did come into it from that naive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because every time we encountered a new challenge, oh, we need a name. We need to get a domain. We We have to create, you know, find or create artwork. We need a theme song, website, all these different things. We would Google. We would use our resources. We Mm -hmm. would turn to our very talented friends. Very talented friends. Wonderful skills. And somehow we'd figure it out. And so I think Jennifer's question where she said, what was complicated that then turned into something you were proud of? I think that's one thing that I'm really proud of Mm -hmm. is I feel like this has been an empowering experience. It's something where I'm just proud to say. We did it. We've been able, yes, to kind of our way through and mm-hmm. and and now we're celebrating a hundred episodes I know. I know. so that feels, feels and really we've expanded good. we've done field interviews mm-hmm. we've done interviews where we've gone to the person and we're getting ready to do another one next season where we're I'm a little nervous about that but we're going to go to the person yes. and bring the equipment to them so that's a new step yes we, we've, we've done a lot of adapting mm-hmm. a lot of pivoting yes yes 
Another thing that has been interesting as well to kind of segue out of that is when you're doing this, like I said, we we made a comment to Don McLean and he responded to us. And sometimes when we put things out there, when mm-hmm. we put episodes out there, we'll tag or we'll do different different photos. And I just happened to choose, Candy does a wonderful job of collecting all of the photos for the show notes. And I'll just pick one of them for my, my personal Instagram to share. And I happened to pick this one and we got a comment from this other podcast called How Do You Drew? And we kind of struck up this little friendship because there are two women who are putting together a podcast and they very kindly agreed to send us in a clip and we're going to play that for you now. Hi, Scandal Water listeners. My name is Ashley. And I'm Anne. And we've been friends and Drew Barrymore fans for almost 25 years. We actually met online as teenagers in the 90s on a (laughs) Drew message board. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then after we became friends in real life, we started our own website called The Drewseum in 2006 and have been sharing our collections, knowledge, and love for Miss Barrymore online ever since. And then in 2022, we started delivering our love via podcast form and that is on our show how do you drew and we're now more than 40 episodes in which is wild totally wild we've done episodes about drew's movies her relationships significant magazine features in our eyes and so much more (laughs) yeah we love nerding out about our girl drew and we really feel a kinship with the research that the scandal waters ladies do for their pod like it's totally our vibe and our style and we admire what they do (laughs) yes lots of respect please check out our website thedrewseum.com and listen to how do you drew on all the places podcasts are found And a big congrats to Ashley and Candy on a hundred episodes. What an accomplishment. (laughs) Yeah, we can't wait to catch up. (laughs) Yes. So thank you, ladies. That was so nice. Yes, it was super nice. We met them through our Drew Barrymore episode, obviously, the, mm-hmm. the Barrymore dynasty. And that's just cool. Yeah, You know, you find yeah. other people who are out there doing it. And I cannot believe that they have dedicated so much time to one subject. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? And of course, Drew's been around for a really long time. Yes. But meeting in the 90s, starting their website in 2006, and now they're doing a podcast and their only subject is Drew Barrymore. That is, that's amazing. It that, is. That's some devotion right that there. That really, really yeah. is. I follow their Instagram now and they cover her magazine covers. They cover when she was on, she was a guest on other people's talk shows. I listened to some of the episodes and it's a really deep dive. So I listened to the Never Been Kissed episode. Uh, They talked to the wardrobe person for that film where she explained why they chose some of the outfits that they did. Oh, cool. Yes, very cool. I think they feel about Drew Barrymore the way I feel about Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Like I could do a podcast just on him. You know, just to piggyback on that for a second, I'm digressing just a bit, but that has been one of the wonderful things about this experience is it's so interesting. It's so fun learning new things meeting new people and those affirmations when we did our episode on the body farm I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before but we had a response from the gentleman who speaks for Dr. Bill Bass so often yes and he commented how much he enjoyed the episode Mm -hmm. he shared that he was going to make sure that Dr. Bass heard it I know and those types of things they just mean so much to you yeah so that is definitely something that's exciting and thank you again to the ladies from the Drewseum. And speaking of other friends that we made that have podcasts, my invisible best friend, Eric Archilla (laughs) from 1865, also sent us in a little audio clip and I will play it for you now. Hi, this is Eric Archilla, co-creator of 1865 The Audio Drama, wishing Candy and Ashley a happy 100 episodes of Scandal Water. 
You know how happy that makes me. I know. It's like he knows my name and we're friends <laughs> and I can email him and he'll respond. I love 1865 the podcast. If you didn't know that by now, you know it now. Please go listen to it. Some of the episodes are, well, all the episodes are not, not good for kids, but adult ears. Oh, it is immersive. It's fantastic. The voice actors. I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. But yeah. he also sent us in a question. And so the question that he wrote in with us was, if you were on a historical time machine, tinder who would you swipe right on which i think that means you like them and who would be a hard (laughs) swipe left based just on pictures let's go with the presidents because he does you know 1865 that's the funniest question ever i know i love that (laughs) you know and so my immediate answer was i don't think it's his presidential photo but i'm gonna go with hayes because he had a great personality and he was pretty cute. I'll show you his photo. Oh, President Hayes. Young Hayes. Let's go with Young Hayes because okay. I think right. uh, President Hayes was not the greatest. You know, I think that makes a difference because it presidential does. photo know, versus right. other Regular. images. Made, look at made him. A big look difference. how cute he is. That, oh, look. And this, I just happened to find it. It says that total hottie, rather than be Hayes. Okay, he does look better there than he did in the. Because I, I might have actually paid attention to him. I was looking at the presidential presidential photos. photos? No, you got to look for young. Rutherford B. Hayes. Okay. He's pretty cute. So I'm just going to say right now, back when I was a boy crazy teenager, I yeah. figured out I had a type. Okay, you, what's you, your do type? Do you have a type? I, I, Apparently Rutherford B. Hayes <laughs> is my type. My type has always been, I've always liked tall, fit, lean, dark hair. That's, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know why. So I think that that did influence my, my choices okay. because I was like, okay, we're doing swipe right. This is These are the ones we would like. I right? think these okay. are right means like. I, I think the better looking fellas based on presidential okay. photos would be from more modern times, Barack Obama okay. and from times past, Ulysses S. Grant. Grant was pretty cute. I, I'm thinking... He, he was okay in his presidential photo. Some people, like like John F. Kennedy, he is an attractive man. I did not think he looked so great in his presidential photo. Yeah, I'm looking at Grant right now. He's got that distinguished look to him. Mm-hmm. He's got one, oh, look at this one. He's got one eyebrow that's cocked up and he's like, hey. <laughs> and he does. How you doing? How you doing, ladies? <laughs> but he also has that melancholy that yes. I would find attractive. Yes. Well, I to be fair, I didn't get to see the full body shot. I was looking at a poster that had mm-hmm. just basically portraitures of all of them. So I might have gone a different way if I'd seen like, you know, these poses where they were standing. More photographs yeah. than yeah. drawings. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our silly. Well, hang on. Oh, hard wait. Swi- hard swipe oh, left. Oh, left. Yeah. I didn't pick that one. What do you got? John Adams. John Adams. And I, and I'm, I loved the John Adams uh, book and the miniseries that they had. I mean, I'm very interested in him. But when I looked at the photo, I was like, sorry, John. No. Oh, John, comb your hair. I know. <laughs> well, they said in that 1776, sit down, John. I'd say, comb your hair, John. What in the world? Yeah. Aw. Sorry, John. You're not Candy's type. No. I don't know. Gosh, I'll just agree with you. Poor John. Oh, come on. You got to. I got to find, find somebody. Find, find another fella. Okay. Would... What? Okay. Let's see. Who did. What did Johnson look like? I'm thinking I wouldn't like him just from 1865. I, I, he was he was in contention for me. So I'm thinking you might agree. Andrew Johnson, presidential portrait. He looks grumpy, mm-hmm. but not a fun grumpy. Look at that face. Yeah. Sour. He looks sour. Look at that. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. So I'm going to stick with my buddies like in 1865. <laughs> 1865 and say <laughs> no. Yes to Lincoln, no to him. Okay, there's my answer. But great question to Eric. It was a great question. That was fun. It made me feel silly. Well, that brings us to 
Jefferson, who he has supported us with a few different clips over the course of our two seasons. Yes. And he was kind enough to send in another brief clip for us and a question. Ooh, okay. Hi, guys. This is Jefferson Moore, and I can honestly say that I am a certifiable waterhead. I've been listening to Scandal Water since the very first show, and I can't believe Candy and Ashley are already dropping their 100th episode. So a big congratulations to the two beautiful girls behind the mics. And hey, if I can ask one question, it would be, why haven't there been more shows about professional wrestling? Nevertheless, continued success, and we're looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, isn't that sweet? So why haven't there been more episodes about professional wrestling, Candy? Well, you know what's interesting? What? It came up in our Shrek episode. Oh, that's right. Because of the French angel. Exactly. Uh-huh. I thought, great timing. That is great yeah. timing. And you know, we could do some episodes on that. We got a friend, Chris Meyer, who loves wrestling. And I am I bet he could really school us on some stuff. And I, my sister liked professional wrestling when she was younger. I saw, I saw a lot of Hulk Hogan, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say when I was was quite a bit younger wrestling was big for a while mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if these names are gonna ring any bells for anybody but back in the day there was Jerry the King Lawler yeah the fabulous one some of these different wrestlers I remember actually uh, they came to the school in my county one really? time yeah it was a fundraiser huh. it, was, it was a big deal my sister had the action figures nice yeah she did so you know what i think down the road we can and dwayne the rock johnson got his start there that's true john cena i think well there's a lot of potential there's a lot of potential all right you've opened our eyes to a new avenue we could follow (laughs) after jefferson we also have another audio clip from another one of my favorite human beings on the planet (laughs) which is mr tommy dew from charleston and let's see what he had to say Hey, Candy. Hey, Ashley. Greetings from Charleston. It's Tommy Dew. I hear you've just logged 100 episodes. Congratulations. That is a big deal. I guess it just goes to show you hard work works. And if you love what you do, time flies. Thank you for including me. I'm really proud to be a part of what you're doing, and I'm really glad to have gotten to know you and your families a little bit. Here's to the next 100 episodes. Go, Candy. Go, Ashley. He also sent in some questions for us and I will play those for you. Do you want to do them one at a time or you want me to play all of them and we'll answer them afterwards? What do you think? Uh, Let's play them one at a time. Dear Candy and Ashley, what's your favorite thing about Charleston, South Carolina? I feel so boring because (laughs) I I have to say the answer that's so obvious, which is the history. Oh, yeah. We we titled our interview with him Frozen in Time, and I think that captures it. I feel like when I go to Charleston, South Carolina, I feel like I'm actually walking back in time. I feel like I have this understanding. I'm immersed, right? I am immersed in history. I feel like I understand the culture and the flavor and the events of the past so much better than Mm -hmm. when I just read about them or Mm -hmm. see them on TV. And so I just absolutely love being there. I just love being in the middle of the architecture, the history, all of it. I agree. Besides, you know, Tommy Dew's from there, which is my favorite part of Charleston. (laughs) I adore this man. I'm sorry. I'm just going to wax euphoric about him anytime I can. I'm with you. When I walk around the streets of Charleston, I will touch a fence and be like, this fence was here in the 1600s. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe 
that I am walking through actual living history. I just have a feeling of, I can't even describe how I feel. I just feel like this is living, breathing history. And I look around at other people. Do you realize, have it, has it gotten tiresome to you yet? Because mm-hmm. do you realize how amazing mm-hmm. it is that you live in this place that is just immersed and dripping with so mm-hmm. much right. history and you can just feel it? And it's gorgeous at the same time. And it's gorgeous. But I've heard <laughs> it's also incredibly hot. Well, so there's that. We'll put that in the negative category. Everything else is positive. <laughs> All right, let's see what his next one was. What is your favorite street in the historic district of Charleston? Ooh, I knew this question was coming, mm-hmm. and I am not great with my street names, so I had to Google a little bit. And what I realized is, one of my answers, I, I can't just pick one, but one of my answers has to be Rainbow Row. And I was mm-hmm. like, what street would that be? So I found out it is East Bay Street. Okay. And I just feel like that's just one of those spots that's kind of iconic. Right. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. It's just a place you have to go. So then I thought, well, what's another place? And I have been fortunate to stay in a hotel I really like called Francis Marion Hotel. Okay. Which is located kind it's on King Street, like across from Marion Square. Okay. That's another spot. There's so many I can't pick, but I'm going to, it's not the favorite, but this is another place I love. It's just a great little place Mm -hmm. because you're there near the square you're also walking distance to shops and restaurants you can walk to historical places it's Mm -hmm. just this really lovely little location to get to so many different things yeah i like that that spot actually i'm not sure what the street is my one of my choices was also the rainbow row location so east bay is one of my favorites but if i only had to pick one it's whatever street it is that is the um place where the market place is Mm, because i love if i can broad might be i don't know and I'm sorry I didn't look this up, but I knew I would say it's whatever street is where the marketplace mm-hmm. is. Because if I can only do one thing, I want to walk through all those shops. Yeah. I love walking and seeing all the local artisans, all the local art. I love visiting that. And the last time we were there, I didn't get to see mm-hmm. Rainbow Row. I could only do the one thing. So we did the tour with Tommy. And that's where Tommy meets his people. So I mean, yeah. all the good stuff happens right there. Just to add one little additional comment. The thing, you know, just kind of zooming in just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, the, just the streets themselves. They're like so when you gorgeous. are just like walking down a street and some of them are cobblestone mm-hmm. or almost any street, I think you're walking along and suddenly you see this little alleyway mm-hmm. and it's got like wrought iron, this little mm-hmm. gate in front of it. And it just feels like it's kind of this hidden little secret spot that's beautiful and it's yep. got lush garden maybe back yep. there and it's just tucked away and hidden. Just I feel like any street you just have spot after spot after spot where you're like this is delightful i want to be there i, know, I, I want know. to I want go to live there. there yes i remember walking around and i would just every few feet i'd just be this oh this is so beautiful oh this <laughs> is so beautiful oh this is gorgeous yeah. it's just i it's indescribable yeah all right here we go i know y'all are huge bill murray fans did you happen to spot him while you were here if you had one bill murray movie that's your favorite what would that be First of all, Tommy, you know I didn't get to see Bill Murray because am I a puddle? Did I make it back in one piece? Yes. So no, I have not gotten to see Bill Murray yet, but it's on my bucket list of dreams that I will run into him in Charleston and that I will not be a blubbering mess and I will be able to say, speak to him. hello, dear sir, I have written you poetry. (laughs) I shall recite it for you. No, I don't know it. Okay, so I have to be the weirdo and say, I'm going to go with the classic Groundhog Day. Okay. That is my favorite Bill Murray movie. I just just love it. I love it deeply. Yeah. Yeah. First thing that 
pops to my mind. He didn't star in it, but I thought it was so funny. His cameo in Zombie Zombie Like, like, yes. <laughs> like yes. he's just yes. so funny. He gets me. He gets me. Oh. He's like he goes right to my funny bone. Yeah. yeah I have to I ha- that's what came to me first. And then of course, you know, you, I I do have to go then with Ghostbusters. Okay. I mean, such a classic. Mm-hmm. But he was also good in What About Bob? I haven't seen it. Oh. I know. Okay. It's like I'm, in, I'm like, I feel shame to say that to you. I can see the judgment in your it was eyes. Deep judgment. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one too. Those okay. are probably my top two is Groundhog Day. Don't drive angry, Phil. is one of the funniest lines. And then I like, what about Bob? Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy, for yes, sending those thank in. thank you. Our last clip is from a woman that is part of a pair that I have loved for a decade, mm. maybe. I, I adore her. I adore her work. She is responsible for my love of history and my love of Annie Sullivan. So I'm going to play this clip for you guys now, and I won't reveal who it is. You'll just have to hear who it is. Hello, Ashley and Candy. This is Beckett Graham from the History Chicks. I just wanted to tell you congratulations on recording your 100th show. That is an enormous milestone. You should be very, very proud of yourselves, and I'm very proud of you too. I'm hoisting a cocktail in your direction today. I'm very interested, by the way, to know what was your favorite show that you'd ever recorded and why that would be. I'm sure you might have two different answers, in fact. Congratulations again, and have a fabulous day. Here's to the next 100 shows. That was lovely. I know. I love her so much. It just, my eyes are watering and it's unbelievable. I have listened to her voice since (laughs) almost, I think I started listening to the History Chicks nearly from the beginning. They'd only put out a couple episodes back in maybe 2011. So long time fan. A very long time fan. You guys know I talk about them all the time. Please support them. Please listen to them. They put so much work into it and it is such beautiful deep dives and they teach you about women from history and I cannot believe she sent us a clip and it just. That was so, so nice. Yes, they are so so wonderful so her question was what's your favorite episode and why that's the hardest question (laughs) it's like the (laughs) hardest question if you have a single answer you go first because i'm about to like have to name a a couple different we'll go ones, ahead and I name think. a couple different ones because I'm gonna I did not prepare my answers ahead of time and I'm actually gonna scroll through and look at our titles real quick I mean the interviews are always special right I, so I almost have to set them aside because I, I can't pick but just the fact that we are speaking to these people who have such an area of expertise or knowledge or you know just they're so interesting I love the interviews so but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick one of those okay those are, those are amazing I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of set them aside okay in terms of audience response Jaws will always oh, have yeah. a special place in yeah. my heart because we just had so much interest. And I also felt like our analysis of Jaws, it mm-hmm. ju- was just fun. We really got into that one a lot. So that's that's one that stands out. Obviously, I've already said I love the role Bella. So the episode on gaslighting, right. I love that for two reasons, because I love the play. And I just felt it was so interesting to get into the psychological phenomenon of what gaslighting is and and how it's so prevalent in our society mm-hmm. and then of course waverly hills is, is very personal and <laughs> yes. fun for me not so. my favorite can be yours that's great for you <laughs> the, i love so many of them yeah. those are three that i really enjoy yeah well, what about you okay so looking through some of these i think the one that affected me and still is probably the one that has affected me most personally was our adrian shelley episode oh. i felt that one the most mm. deeply because i identified with her so closely closely it's mm. the one that has just just really ripped my heart out because i experienced that crime when yeah. it happened and the just the 
potential loss. I don't want her story to be forgotten. Mm. That kind of thing. And of course, June itself, Jaws and Jurassic, also another favorite. I loved our analysis of Jaws. I loved Jurassic, but I also loved the moment where we found out a random interview (laughs) with the pod of tea, Jack and Emma, where we found out he was actually working and was, I just thought he was an additional Jurassic Park fan. But the moment we find out, no, not only is he a huge fan, he gets the number one fan spot. I gladly cede it to him because he's now working in the, he works for the Jurassic Park franchise. He does. That was crazy. It was mind blowing. So that moment that we found that out, that's going to be a favorite moment probably my, our entire podcast career is yeah, when I found that out that so connection. Cool. I've also got a special place in my heart for the Chicago episodes mm-hmm. because those women were nuts. And we, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so fun to just talk about them and be like, ladies, you're nuts. And we got to meet Douglas Perry. And then I ended up using some of the stuff in that book in the next play that I worked on. Mm-hmm. And they were, it was just, it was fun. Yes. You know, there's some episodes that you're just like, they're just nuts and we can say they're nuts and we can have fun with it. And we're not worried about descendants getting angry with us <laughs> because that's nutsy. So I'm not really narrowing this down, but for our second season, you know, I'm going to say Helen Keller. I love mm-hmm. her. Uh, Nora Ephron. She was great. Erica chilla there there's just it's just too it's much. impossible to pick yeah yeah it's impossible to pick this is not answering beckett's question but what comes into my mind is how fortunate we've been you talked about the fortuitous you know yeah. incidents of finding out that jack was yeah. associated with jurassic park we have had so many experiences like that like that mm-hmm. and things that in a million years i never would have dreamed i would be doing you know things i never thought i would get to experience people i never thought i'd get to talk to last night last night ashley and i are in a car driving around the kentucky area looking for places associated with an interview that's Mm -hmm. coming up for season three we're getting to talk to an author who researched Mm -hmm. this case involving some murders who would have ever thought that we'd be out in a car going to (laughs) visit sites associated with a murder walking around a cemetery sweating we've talked to people yeah. we've met people yeah. we've gone places from exhibits to candlelight yeah. tours to i mean just so many wonderful things that never would have of, happened no it's all because of this podcast and then i know i'm i probably sound like a broken record but just thinking about the lovely people who sent us these clips today the ones we've just played with you know or read to you we have so many lovely supporters friends who have been behind us that's another another thing that I'm just so grateful for so all of this has come about because we decided to undertake this crazy adventure Mm -hmm. and I'm just so glad we did we're very grateful very grateful Hello, everyone. This is Editor Ashley speaking to you from the future. I'm hopping in here really quickly to say, speaking of Jack and Emma from Pod of Tea, after Candy and I recorded the episode, they sent us in their audio clip. So we didn't talk about it in the episode, but I wanted to share it with you all because we love them very much. Jack, as we said, is involved with the Jurassic Park franchise, and Emma had her podcast Pod of Tea, which, as you will hear, hopefully will be back soon. But here is a little clip from Jack and Emma and their daughter, Daphne. Congratulations to the Scandal Water podcast on your 100th episode. Hello to Ashley and Candy from Emma and Jack of Pod of Tea. Will our podcast ever come back? Who knows? Who knows? But hey, maybe soon. We're still drinking tea though, don't worry. Daphne, say. Have you 100? (laughs) Well done. Well done. 
Well, let's talk about season three. Let's do it. Yeah. So we've already recorded all the episodes. We are so on fire. <laughs> it is July and we have finished recording September. How about that? Yes. So that's a little bit of a, you know, saying what? You're recording for September. This is the second week in August. Mm-hmm. This is going to come out the second week of August. We are taking a break. That's right. For the rest of August. Yes. It's going to be totally dark. No new material coming out because we're both super busy and we're taking the break to kind of catch up and get everything mm-hmm. going again. But when we come back... Yes. In September, guys, we are coming in hot. We have it a is very, very interesting topic, if a little affecting. Maudlin. Well, in some cases, yes, yes, but fascinating. The theme is going to be in our own backyards, and mm-hmm. we were, are going to be addressing some of the biggest, most newsworthy, sensational things that have happened in Kentucky. You mm-hmm. know, that's our own backyard, mm-hmm. and we are going to, as part of that, have an interview with someone who covered that case I referenced just a minute mm-hmm. ago, this very fascinating murder case. Right. And it, we've had events from all through history. The first two episodes take place in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Then we have something from the 70s. And then our final episode is kind of 70s, 80s, right? Yeah, kinda, 80s mainly. Yes. Yeah, spans that. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So... I think that wraps it for our 100th celebration. Mm -hmm. If you guys would like to give a birthday gift to us, I mean, we turned 100 is pretty old, but if if you want to give us a birthday gift, the thing you could do that would help us the most is leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review on any of the podcatchers of your choice. Just share your favorite episode. It helps more than you can even fathom. Mm -hmm. If you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us somehow, the algorithm rhythms. I don't know how it all works. We haven't figured it out, but supposedly subscribing and reviewing gets us in front of more people and mm-hmm. it really helps us out. Yeah, we appreciate and it so much. We really do. And if you want to help us keep the tea brewing, paying for the microphones and the pod bean and all that kind of stuff, you can also buy us a cuppa at buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. And that also helps us out more than we can say. And we appreciate it so, so, so much. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for being there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Or if you joined us late, thank you for for coming in and... And find our old episodes during the rest of August and enjoy listening. We got a lot of stuff. We talk about a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yes, we do. So cheers to you. Cheers to you guys. And we'll see you in September. If you love what we do, please rate and review our show. Or you can become a supporter by making a donation through buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. Whether a single gift or a recurring monthly donation, it would go a long way towards supporting our work and allowing us to keep the tea brewing. At our website, www.scandalwaterpodcast.com, you can submit questions or your own story ideas, access our sources and show notes, see the merch we offer for sale, and more. You can join the Scandal Water community through our Scandal Water Podcast Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Scandal Water Podcast. This episode was executive produced by Candy Thomas, that's me, and Ashley Raymer Brown, that's me. It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. A special thank you to Josh Martin, who wrote, composed, and performed the Scandal Water theme and other music. Matt C. Adams, who created the artwork, and Joshua Reith, who designed our website and provides ongoing technical support. As a reminder, this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. The thoughts and opinions of the host during each episode of Scandal Water are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests, advertisers, or clearly professional psychologists. Thanks for listening.